Aloha, and welcome to Wisdom Dialogues with Hope Johnson. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're so lively today. This is so much fun. I'm super, super stoked for this. We are at Hawaiian Sanctuary on the beautiful big island of Hawaii. Yes. Oh my goodness. You know that idea that you're that you want to heal but you think you're not doing it right? <laughs> yeah. Right? Like you're questioning, like there's a thought like am I doing this right? <laughs> am I doing what hope said to do? Am I doing it right? <laughs> so, look. Anytime, anytime you have ever intended to heal, it's worked. You've been successful. <laughs> You're 100% successful every single time. Okay? It's that self-doubt, and that's like one of the greatest trips the ego does, is this self-doubt trip, right? Did I do it right? Did I get it right? I'm not sure I'm on the right path. Look, if you're leaning in the direction of truth, you got it. You know what the direction of truth feels like? Relief. <laughs> so it's easy, <laughs> but not for the ego, which we're identified as an ego, okay? So how do you know you're identified as an ego? You can perceive bodies that seem to be on a trajectory from birth to death, <laughs> including your own. You do stuff like you take shits, right? That's one way to know. <laughs> so that means you're constantly being guided by the ego unless you choose otherwise in the moment, okay? It always comes to in the moment. That's why I say you can always relax more. Because the ego's guidance is always not relaxing. It's the opposite of that. It's the opposite of union. It's the opposite of connection. So the ego's guidance, like say, in your relationship is making turmoil. You don't know what's good for you when you're following the ego. You think it's leading to something good. Like, hey, maybe if I be a dick, she'll... Like, for instance, <laughs> my, my first husband... Uh, when I was a, a really young chick, yay, aloha, my first husband thought that a good way to get me back was boning my sister, oh my you know, and he was like heartbroken and so confused. It's why that didn't work. Right? <laughs> it's just like that with the ego, right? It's like, you think, you're, oh, I know what to do. You don't know what to do. Okay. Forget about that. You never know what to do. Because, you know, you only think you know what to do based on what you believe. And look it, this is your kingdom. This is the kingdom you made with your beliefs. How do you like it? Everything dies. Things get stinky. <laughs> you gotta wash them. <laughs> Every day or else it's kind of offensive to a lot of people. <laughs> this is not normal. We've made it into something that's normal. It's not normal. Ha, 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 ha.
It's good. It, it, it's good. Laughing is really good because it's like what I'm saying is the truth. And when you when 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 you laugh, it kind of like it's almost like it earthquakes it in there. You know, the, the vibration of laughter is such that it's kind of like massages it in there. You know what I mean? I felt that um, that laughter without the physical laughter, without that. You know what I mean? Just like. Uh, when I uh, when I can't just burst out laughing because there's a bunch of people sleeping around me or something like that, that happens often. <laughs> you know, I'll notice internally it's like that. It's a shaking. It's a kind of like when when things are getting integrated. It's kind of like a shaking kind of sensation like that. Like even just in the silence. Um, so yeah, laughter is the best. Like if you if you feel triggered, like as soon as you get serious, you're wrong. Like, whatever you're thinking, you're wrong. If you're concerned, you're wrong. Okay? So it's like you, you have to be willing to see that you're wrong if you're going to get a correction for that. See? To the ego, it's a huge sacrifice to give up whatever it was that you're thinking that feels like shit. You know, that's like... Because it's as if keeping that thought is leading to what you really want. So that's why there's a fear of letting it sacrificing, basically, that thought, right? Like you don't want to give that thing up because it's going to help you, you know? It's like you, you t- when you take things to reason, when you take all your thoughts to reason, they just can't stand because they're, they're not meaningful. There's no way you can see them as meaningful. Like whatever situation you find yourself in, that is the most important situation, whatever it is. <laughs> It's the most important situation you could possibly be in. So if you're feeling upset about a situation that you seem to be in and you take that to the truth, you watch how the feeling sensations change. There's a fearful feeling sensation and then you take the thought that supports that feeling sensation to the truth. There's no support for that sensation. Now you have relief. Okay? So you can't... Uh, do it by trying to change your belief. You know, that's kind of like beating yourself up, like kind of pound yourself in the head like that. Your job, basically, this is your job because it's your function, right? Okay, yes. (laughs) Your job is to be aware of every thought that hurts and be willing to sacrifice it. (laughs) You don't have to come up with any affirmations. The truth is just the truth, okay? So if you believe the truth, and it's not, a, it's not really words. You know, I've said a bunch of times, and it stands true now. Nothing I say is true, okay? So, it, so it's like you put it to words, but, you, you know, when you're, when you're aware of what I'm speaking, then you bring everything to that awareness, and it's resolved for you. So you can have the relief. The burden can be released from you. You don't go around in the world like you want something, what is that? It's ego identification. Oh, hi, how are you doing? Some people actually greet you like that. What do you want today? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I get excited. I know I gave that face, but I get excited. I'm like, oh, thanks for asking. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, it's fun because it's like uh, this idea that we all want something. We're all looking for something. And here's the thing. No matter what we're drawn toward, like, I have interests too, just like everyone else. 
you know, and there's like a, a, a perception that, oh yeah, that would be cool to experience something like that. But no, I'm not looking for how to manifest it for myself. Okay, the manifestation is occurring uh, uh, naturally. It's just occurring and it's always exactly perfect for what everyone needs to awaken from dreaming. That's the purpose of it. So of course it's going purposely, but perfectly. So why would I look for anything in it? It seems like a total waste of energy, you know, yet it's very helpful. There's no judgment there about these different teachings that go toward that stuff and, you know, all that. It's very helpful because not everyone is ready for something like wisdom dialogues. Okay. And that's, a, a, and that's a, definitely people are on a path and they're, and, and they have something that they're attracted to. Maybe they're like, I want to make more money. What kind of spiritual stuff can I do to make more money? You know, my son wants to be a billionaire. So it's like, what kind of spiritual shit can I do to be a billionaire? Right. And that's not, not a, not a problem. There's no, it's, I think it's awesome. I'm stoked that he's meditating to get to be a billionaire. You know, it doesn't matter what the reason is. You're taking the silence there. You know, it's gonna just unfold in perfect time. You know, everything in perfect time. And, you know, you, since you were drawn to wisdom dialogues, you're probably done with all that manifesty thing. Maybe you're not. Or maybe you think you're not, but your spirit's going, get done with that, bitch. Right? <laughs> maybe you think you still want to manifest, but you're like, oh, this sounds like a whole way more relaxed way of living. And I could just let things manifest. That sounds nice. Like, who was I to think that I knew how shit should go? Right? Like, I'm so good at manifesting. Look at me. I'm in a dying body. Woo! <laughs> let, me, let me see what else kind of mess I can make. <laughs> I heard about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it gets around, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's one of them, you know, that's one of the, uh, the, the truths that you could just like, uh, uh, bring anything to that's really reasonable. Whatever you got is what you want. Really? It's actually what you want. When you think you don't want it, you're actually pretending because you're pretending as if you're an ego, you're not capable of not wanting it. You freaking want it. You gave it to yourself just exactly like it is. That's why any upset feeling is going to tell you that you're wrong. You, you're, you're denying the truth right now. You're denying that this person or this situation is exactly it. Look, you guys, this is really fun. I get questions from people all the time who I, I love it because a lot of the people that contact me are just completely living the experience of poor as fuck. Okay, like, <laughs> so, <laughs> like making sure I don't charge before they call me, right? <laughs> I'm like, no, you're pure entertainment. I'm not charging you anything. I might pay you. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you have something you want to sell me. <laughs> But they're always asking about this thing about having no money. And look it, 
When you get the experience that there's not enough money, you get that experience, that's a perfect opportunity. Like, you are just so fucking rich in that moment when you get the, the perception that you don't have enough money. And it's giving you that perception. You're giving yourself that perception so you can heal the thought that you need something like money or something it could buy. You don't need anything. You don't really need anything. You never, you're never, you've never been responsible for like your own survival or support or anything like that. You pretend like you are. <laughs> and you feel a burden about it. You pretend like you are. Okay, I know that's hard to see, okay? It takes a while, I know. It takes a while to see that. Maybe if you could trust me a little bit that that's the case. <laughs> and then kind of lean in that direction. I mean, eventually it's all your inner guide, right? Like you're even projecting me to come and tell you this. <laughs> like, like no one's there, right? Like we're all having perceptions. That means when you have a perception that someone's having a per particular perception of you, right? That's coming from you. Like that person thinks I'm a bitch. Awesome. I made that up. Yeah. Play with that. And you know, it's not like you have to do anything. Just watching. Because all the action is in the observation. So it's just watching. It's just simple observation. Notice your tendencies. Notice your reactions. Notice how it feels when someone says something to you. You know what I love? I noticed recently. Well, I've, I've been noticing a little bit. But it comes up maybe every, I don't know, month, two months, three months, something like that. Where my husband will tell me, calm down and I'm like, yes, <laughs> it's such a good sensation. I mean, just, uh, you know, the reactions that we get that are reacting to people that are like trying to protect the self-image, those are actually the best. They're the most orgasmic, but people don't get into them. <laughs> Instead, they project. How dare you tell I do wisdom dialogues and I meditate all the time and I'm calm. <laughs> you know, you can just see the ego start go with it, right? And, and there's a feeling that comes along with it. And that feeling is really good. It's a good, because this is your opportunity to release the emotional compact component of it, which basically undoes the justification for it, the meaning behind it. So this is like how you kind of wear away at this ego habit that you made, this habit of identifying as an ego. You're kind of wearing it away. It's almost like you're diffusing it. And, you know, I've been talking lately because um, I got turned on to this thing called block therapy. If you guys, if you guys feel inspired, check it out, blocktherapy.com. Um, it's a physical thing, okay, where you put these hard blocks, you use these hard blocks, and you use them to press into wherever you have tension. So the, the body sense is entirely tense. The body sense, okay? When, 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 the, when the baby is first born, first pops out of there, it's a tense thought that's forming around and making the sense of a body. Okay, it starts with a tense thought. It's a thought of separation, okay? So the, this, the tense thought and then more tense thoughts keep on adding on to each other with the conditioning and everything like that. And the whole thing starts to wind around more and more tension manifesting as adhesions in what's called the fascia, which is like a web that seems to hold everything in it, right? 
The fascia is like a perfect blueprint of a body. It's a reflection of a perfect body blueprint that has no impediments, no guilty thought, no sense of separation, okay? That's the, 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 the projection, the way it's projected. With all the impediments, it comes up with tension, tightness, deformity, things growing weird, things out of place, you know, uh, sores, whatever. Um, it's just random stuff building under the tissues and until, you know, you're just like pretty much choked out by that stuff. So all that is, all that is, is fear. All, that, all it is, the whole thing that makes the perception of aging and everything, it's projected from the mind and it affects this thing called fascia that gets sticky and winds around itself. So this is just like what you do in your mind when you're releasing the, you know, something like this, when you're releasing this, you're putting some kind of pressure on a particular area in a way where it's making a certain kind of pain, kind of like a massagey kind of pain, right? Where you could breathe easily and let it release. This is so symbolic of what it's like when you have an upset feeling. That is the pain in that case. That is the, the pain. Just like you would stay with it in yoga or block therapy or something like that to let it release through the breath, it's just the same thing. You're letting it release through your awareness of the feeling and your breath too. With your calm awareness of the, of the feeling, the breath is naturally gonna go deeper. You can even just turn your attention to the flow of the breath. You know, this is how these things get resolved. You can feel them like viscerally. Um, you know, it's very similar to, you know, yoga and what I've been experiencing in block therapy lately. It's very similar to that kind of energetic release. It's an energetic sense in the body of, you know, like an impediment just got released and you got more relief. See, that's all, that's all how it goes. It's like, it's really simple like that. So, you know, for me, the most, the most productive thing I could be doing is like laying around, especially since I have a, a ankle that doesn't work right now for walking around um, or standing around, um, you know, sitting around. Uh, getting into that pain and letting it release. I don't have a bunch of, of emotional pain uh, coming up for releasing. There's definitely emotional pain. Otherwise, I wouldn't perceive the world. So something's coming, but it's not just coming up all the time like the normal person. It's like all day long, they're in an emotional thing that can be like healed right now, right now, right now. I'm frustrated. I'm tense. I want this. I, uh, you know, I think I need that or whatever all day long, right? Um, and it's like, well, I, I need to look for some more pain. <laughs> it's fun for me. It's my idea of a good time. I mean, it's drooly and good. <laughs> it's like a, a drooly, juicy, good experience, just like it is with an upset emotion. You know, when I'm doing the videos for block therapy, it's so cute because the guy who's showing the block therapy, he'll be like, 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 oh, it hurts. Oh, and he'll, you know, sometimes just make like, oh, this is so hard and stuff like that, you know. And the thing is, it's like the whole, the whole thing, how it works for me is I don't talk about it even to myself. Like, I don't talk about it. I just go, I just find it and then breathe with it, right? And watch everything and watching a lot of stuff, watching to make sure that the tongue is on the roof of the mouth. 
You guys, that is powerful. Just walking around or doing whatever you do, dishes, whatever you do. It's like, look to see if the tongue is on the roof of the mouth, because that changes the way the breath is going and everything. Changes the, changes the way the neck's going, makes things easier to flow, and it tunes you in. You cannot be thinking. It's a trip. It occurred to me in the shower today. Man, it's like when you're not in control of your tongue, it's like you gave the ego control of your tongue. I, I just noticed it just walking around the room. Um, I'm not even talking to anyone, right? But I'm noticing... That there, I, I, I'm caught in a, in a thought pattern, and where's my tongue? Sure the fuck not on the roof of my mouth, right? <laughs> and, of course, when you're, you know, when you're like that, those thought patterns don't have a bunch of power, do they? Because you're just, like, really curious, where's my tongue? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's trying to be all serious, like something's important, and you're like, where's my tongue? <laughs> Unless it's doing something productive right now, it should be on the roof of my mouth. <laughs> and you know what occurred? It occurred to me too, you know, don't be like a drill sergeant. This isn't like a mean thing. This isn't like get in shape and get your tongue to the roof of your mouth. It's way more playful than that. You know, it's way more fun. Because like I want my tongue there because it feels good. You know, also, I'm like cruising around. I didn't even know this before because I never, like, really, all, this, all the different stuff I've been playing with my whole life, I never, like, thought around wa- about walking around with my tongue at the roof of my mouth. I'm, like, walking around. This thing's, like, pulsating and shit. I'm like, this is, like, I'm doing this. <laughs> like, I want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to think about shit that's going to pull my tongue somewhere else. <laughs> I wake up in the morning now after just a few days and my tongue's there in the morning when I wake up I wake up and there's, there it is after just a few days just a few days focused one day I go um, you know I, one day I woke up in the morning and I saw those lines that you know you get when you sleep on your side and you're, and, and you're like uh, not 30 years or younger or 40 or whatever I don't know what the age is where it starts doing that apparently But anyways, I'm like, what the? I go, man, I'm not sleeping on my side anymore. That's enough of that. And it's like, how are you going to not sleep on your side anymore? And it's like, okay, I'm just going to prop some pillows up around me, and then I'll know if I go off my side. Couple nights of that, feeling so good. That's how I sleep all the time. That's how I sleep all the time. I just like lay down right on my back. Now the tongue is at the roof of the mouth. I wake up really happy to know that. <laughs> but it's funny how um, this, thing, uh, th- this thing can be trained, and it gets trained automatically. It's not like anything you have to do. Uh, it gets trained automatically when you're allowing it. You know, you're just allowing it. You're like, oh, that sounds good. I could sleep on my back. Oh, that sounds really good. It sounds, you know, it sounds juicy. It sounds good. Let me see what happens, you know. And, and, and these things, these, whatever we're drawn to, that's also arising automatically. So it's not like you're, you're trying to resist whatever it is that you seem to be drawn to. You're just not really looking for it, right? It's just like you're noticing you seem to be drawn to that. And then, you, and then you're noticing the things that you seem to do. Look, anything that you seem to do, you seem to do. 
You're all, all you're responsible. You're not responsible for any doing. Like when I get the perception, I'm doing the pillows and putting them up and stuff like that. I'm not doing that. I'm having an imaginary experience of myself doing that. I'm like traveling in thought. That's all. So it's like, you know, when you notice that it's not something that is real or meaningful or anything like that, you could be light with it. And, and what I notice that in that, it's just easier to, of course, oh, yeah, if I want to do that, I could do that. Of course. It's like not a, not a thing. Just because I didn't do it before, just because I had been sleeping in fetal position up until then. <laughs> sometimes feeling so restless I'm fully like on my stomach sleeping you know like trying to get some relief and sleeping you know and then um it's like oh what if I just go through the discomfort of wanting to thrash around and just like lay there and don't turn to my side because I'm so fucking vain I don't want that wrinkle on my chest you know that's a that's a fine reason too doesn't matter. What does it matter? Right? I love that. My, my pattern, one of my patterns for my whole life is, um, uh, you know, self-critical and perfectionist. Okay? And it has been very useful for me. It's very useful. All of our patterns are like that too. I'm always guided toward whatever it is that I need for awakening and not making it into a problem. So, you know, when I was younger and I would get really self-critical, uh, I would start crying because I would see imperfection on myself, especially physically. You know, I would work so hard. I wasn't into like, you know, uh, working out for any kind of uh, mental release, spiritual, anything like that. I'm just looking to like tighten my shit up so it just looks awesome. And I walk out anywhere and everyone's like, damn, she's got a nice body. <laughs> so that was my whole note of motivation i'd be like dreaming of that while i'm doing anything <laughs> so it but you know what it doesn't matter it doesn't matter because it's like all your experience are coming through whatever it is that you're being drawn to you know i was always drawn to work out i was always drawn to go to the gym and find out the best workout and you know one time I uh, find myself in yoga because I'm feeling lazy. I'm like, I'll do some yoga. And man, it was easy for me. I'll tell you what, it was really easy. But the next day I felt something. And I was like, I want to go back to that. I get some more of that. Next thing you know, I'm all yoga all the time. And then I start hearing about stuff like meditation. Right? I just start hearing about that kind of stuff. And it just kind of goes on like that. So whatever it is, like, don't resist anything it is that you seem to be drawn to in the world. It's all perfect for you. It's just this identity thing, you know, where I would find myself crying about it because, you know, I had, I thought I could manifest this. This is basically manifesting without, the, you know, for me, the word manifesting coming into play. I'm going, okay, I'm a really smart girl. I could pick up on shit. I went to law school and everything. If I say, I'm, I want to find out how to get this body into like awesome ass shape, I should be able to do that. So I'm just going to like research it and I'm going to do all the stuff and I'm going to do all the stuff. I'm going to do all, do everything. 
So after years of doing that, and I'm still perceiving imperfections to the point where I'm like, it's too imperfect for me to like, like market myself as a fitness person or anything like that. It's just not good enough. Definitely not good enough. So then I just like left that alone. Okay. I just don't have, um, maybe I just don't have that kind of, uh, of body. Maybe I don't have that kind of genes. Okay. So there's crying about that, leaving it alone but it kept coming back. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what age I get. It just keeps on coming back. It's like, and so, and so it keeps on coming back. So what do I do? I embrace it. I go, okay, thank you. Show me, show me because here's the thing. It, there's no such thing as age and we're only learning and as we learn, we're projecting what we think we know all the time. We're just projecting it. And anything we think we find in the world, we also project. So I just, oh, oh, open up to it. And it's like, it just keeps on leading me, leading me, leading me uh, until it's like, wow, I see the whole order of things. It's this tension in the mind. It's fear. It's binding and what's, what's not allowing a body to just be supple, soft, right? Even muscles, soft. You can press all the way to the bone if there's no guilty thoughts without pain. Even muscle, completely soft. Unless you're flexing it, then it's different, right? We made all those impediments. We put all those impediments into the system, into the system of mind. And it's making impediments in the body illusion. There should be no impediments. And see, all of what we think we see, that's an impediment in our sight. There's no body. It's, a, it's sight. It's a sight issue only. Yes. So, question. You know, like magicians like David Blaine, he put like crazy, I don't know if you've seen his Netflix, but he puts like knives through his hand and back out. You know, he could catch a bullet with his mouth. Mm-hmm. Is there something about his perception? Like, how's he able to make those illusions you know what it is just amazing how people can learn to make illusions and they look so fucking real they're still illusions they're just they're making them look really freaking real i mean they can do it right in front of you it's practice it's just exactly look at we we made this whole illusion look how real it looks i'm sitting here telling you it's not real you're a magician (laughs) you made that up it's an ongoing magic trick (laughs) and it's funny because it takes a lot of energy to keep the magic trick in place kind of like blocking your sight of reality what you think you see here isn't really here it's not like that Everyone that you're communicating with, that is only you. That is, there's only one of us. It, it's a mind. So it's kind of hard to comprehend from the sense that we're all bodies because it's just a mind. It's just one mind. So it's like when you, th- when, when you are pursuing a thought, let's say, you think you're pursuing it in private, but you're not because there's only one mind, right? So whenever you're pursuing a, a thought, it's affecting everything. It's affecting everything in the mind but it's only affecting them in dreams. Because in reality, everyone is 
protected from that insanity. Like <laughs> all, all of our insane projection, everyone's protected. It's like, it's just the same as waking up in a, in a dream. You know, it's like waking up from a dream, right? You wake up in the morning and you're like, damn, that seemed real. It's just the same. No one's doing anything. That's another one. Okay. That's another one of those reasonable thoughts. No one has ever done anything. They've certainly not done anything to you. Okay. I know we, we get these perception of heinous ass shit happening. I know I've had heinous shit happen to me too, apparently. <laughs> It seems to be, but that doesn't mean that it is. And anyone who seems to have done any kind of heinous shit to you is worthy of nothing short of gratitude from you. Okay. Cause that's a gift. You know, they don't want to do anything to you. You know, it's like, it's like you go, it's like you're going, it's like this. It's like, you're going, Hey bro. Walk up and sock me in the jaw at this point in time. And they're like, man, I don't want to do that to you. I love you. You're like, you got to do this for me. It's for my awakening. Please do it. And they're like, okay, man. I know you'll forgive me. (laughs) Anytime anyone asks any way, that's what it is. And see, when you are willing to have your sight, what you're, you think you're seeing reinterpreted, then everything changes. Your, the way that you relate to people completely changes. You can look at a relationship and say, this relationship is for the dogs. These guys, there's too much hatred here. There's way too much shit went down. There's way too much hatred here. If one of them in that relationship decides to just acknowledge what's true, the whole thing becomes harmonious. That's just how it goes. You know, for some of them, it may take time. And that's only because the one who is practicing the healing still has a lot of doubt. That's all. As as the doubt's resolved, it's instantaneously healed. You see it instantaneously healed. It's only the doubt, though, that makes it seem like, so like I said, you're 100% successful. You got to the next place where your next lesson is coming in. That healing worked, okay? To the extent that there's doubt, you can't see the healing. It seems to take more time. It's just doubt. See, it's like, so, so I'll, den- I'll deny truth to whatever the perception is. Like someone will come up to me and, and you know, they think they're pissed at me or something. And I'll just change the whole thing, what, what it is, you know, uh, they think and I, cause I, I, I'm looking at them and they seem to be pissed at me and I know they're pissed at myself. So now they're coming to me asking for help basically. Right. So the energy that gets that, that can be met there, you know, is open for whatever they're sharing. It's not closing off whatever they're sharing about what a completely racist, whatever I am. <laughs> I said something about Mexican today, and I'm like, well, that probably sounds racist. <laughs> like, <laughs> God. <laughs> so they think I'm a racist, let's say, and they're really mad. They think they want to kill me, right? And they're coming 
and they're, and they're really angry. And then they could just say their thing about me and I could get the, I could get the message. The message is always some kind of message like, this is a call for help. You know, and here's, here's, here's where you can supply the healing. We're always the ones capable of supplying that love, that healing to the situation. So then, so, so then you don't have an argument about whatever they're saying about you. You don't have any kind of, you don't have to argue about it. Okay. You know, you just can hear whatever they're, they're telling you and you can say, okay. And you can feel and notice your reaction to that. That's all it is. As you're embracing the reaction that you sense, the person who is looking to air their emotions, project however you want to say it, um, they're receiving the benefit of that. It, what, that good feeling that you are allowing for yourself gets extended automatically. So they receive the benefit of that. And even if they walk away from you mad or whatever, you knowing that they received the benefit of that, because remember what I said, anytime you attempt to heal, you're successful, okay? So you knowing that allows you, because uh, uh, remember, it's belief first and then seeing. It's not the other way around. People are trying to use their manifestation to determine if they're going in the right direction or not. That's not it. <laughs> That's not where it is. Your manifestation can be completely like uh, whatever you think is bad. I mean, everyone has a different idea. What is bad? You're, uh, uh, let's say you're chained up in a dungeon and you're getting whipped. That was a movie I saw last night. <laughs> and then raped. Yeah, that was pretty bad. <laughs> so, everyone would probably agree that's a bad situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but any, really, any situation you find yourself in, uh, what was I watching? Outlander. That scene, holy shit, that scene. Woo, damn. Whoa, I had to like compose myself a couple times. Whoo. <laughs> Oh, I bet. Oh, gosh. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, you, know you, you get the sense like something's really wrong. Like, some, you know, you can make it as... And that's the thing. That's why I started, like, opening up to movies like that. Because it's like you can make it as uh, grim as you want. Don't resist the feeling. What I do is I go into the feeling. Like, that was, like, some gruesome... And emotionally, too. It's like, oh, that, how I felt for the person, you know, and just all of this, like, emotional, uh, emotional stuff. And it's like, you know, none of, none of it's happening. Even if you're watching a movie of yourself in a dungeon like that, it's exactly the same thing. You know, all you're afraid of is fear, really. Like, you know, could you imagine if you were just acting completely unexpected in a dungeon Right. You know, and, and, and that and that's the thing, just like opening up to being like seeing this completely turned around. Like if you can do it in that situation and you can, you really can. You know, it, it's it, this is, you know, like Jesus said, you have dominion over the world. And that's because you have dominion over your mind. Anyone who captures you is coming from you. That, that, that person is coming from you. And it's good for you. And when you know that it's good for you, it's a totally different thing. 
right? It's a totally different thing. You know that it's good for you. You could use this. Oh, I use even this? Yes, I would use even this, right? So you're not like resisting something, you know? Uh, the ego likes to go, oh, I know. I don't need anything like that. You know what that is? It's resistance, you know? If you find yourself going, oh, I don't need that kind of experience, you know what? It's probably a good idea for you to let that feeling come up to the surface because just saying, I don't need that kind of experience is, is, is showing that there's something being resisted there and it's actually right on the, you know, it's close to the surface right now because you're talking about it. It's like close to the surface right now. You could, you could feel it. And you know, and it's like, it, it's it, imagination is just the same as, as you know, it's all imagination thinking that you see it in the physical world, right? Uh, so, you know, when you imagine something bad, like I, I'll hear like about something bad happen randomly and start thinking about it. And I don't resist the thought or try to get away from it or anything. It's like, oh, that's what's alive right now. So I'm allowing that feeling to be the feeling that I use because everything is non-serious here. We're making it into something serious. We make things like death and sickness serious. Those aren't serious injuries, whatever. They're not serious. We take care. I mean, geez, uh, you know, when I fell off cliff, apparently like last month or whatever that was, I didn't take that seriously, but still, you know, everything's getting taken care, <laughs> taken care of. I didn't have to take it seriously. I could have fun with it. I could fall down and be grateful. I mean, shit. First thing that came out of my mouth was thank you. Oh, wow. Right. A first thing. I found myself in a dark hole <laughs> with no one else around. I'm all, thank you. Oh, my oh the sky's beautiful tonight. Wow. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because I know I automatically. I automatically know it's a blessing. I, I, don't look at the, I don't look at the illusion like people do. People look at the illusion like they're looking for the illusion to tell them if they're doing it right. <laughs> that's not how I'm using the wow. illusion. I use the illusion only for awakening. That's why when people say, do you have anything left that you want? And I'm like, why would I want anything? That's dumb. There's nothing here. Why would I want it? What? You know, like I could say, I told Dan earlier, I want a pedicure. But it's not wanting like that. Like people want shit. I don't even care if I get a pedicure. It just sounds fun. Make an appointment, go to the pedicure, they do this shit. You know, it's not like if I don't get a pedicure, I'm going to be sad. <laughs> right? It's like this longing. Why would, I, why, would, why would I long for anything here? That's dumb. There's nothing here. That's just, that's just pretending. A body? Oh, let me know. Long, long for a body. Right. I, I, or, you know, maybe it's one body in particular in particular, or maybe it's that idea of that twin flame thing. Right. Uh, that's just, it just it, for me. It just it looks silly. It looks silly. I don't want to follow that. That's dumb. Plus, it's a burden on me. I could feel it right away. Why would I want that? I don't want anything. I just pretend to want shit so I can go in different directions and play with stuff. And I'm only playing with that stuff because. It's useful for awakening the mind. Oh. <laughs> There's no other reason. <laughs> no, it makes internet design way less stressful, I'll tell you that. Making a new platform, making a new website platform or something like that, it sure does take a lot of the stress off of it. 
that sense like you get really scared, like something's going to go wrong. <laughs> Bells and whistles. Oh, no. Go down a spiral. I have one friend who's got a business, and um, he goes, holy shit, I screwed up. I just screwed up so hard. Uh, and I'm like, what would you, you do? He's like, I gave my last 250 bucks to this guy, and I think I got scammed. I was like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, what did that what did that feel like? Like when we when he got on the call, when he got on the call with that guy, what did that feel like when he got on the call? He's like, well, it felt really desperate and I felt like he was coming to the rescue. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's all emotional. <laughs> like if you start to look at it like that, you just you're seeing your tendencies. So it's almost like you can tell the future, right? It's almost like you're a fortune teller now because you're going, okay, if it's this energy playing out, this is where it's going. You can sense that you are desperate. Okay, I'm desperate and now I'm getting a phone call. Now all of a sudden I'm hopeful, right? Okay. Uh, so it, when, when you feel hopeful for something in the world like that, that is a sign right there. You, you know, it's not anything's wrong with hoping for something, right? It's not like anything's wrong with it. But the opposite of that and the, the foundation of it is really doubt. It's self-doubt because it's as if you need that thing. Why would you hope for a thing, right? Why would you really hope for a thing, like from your heart, really, like hope for a thing in the world? Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like it, it's like hoping for something that can kill you because everything in the world leads to death everything you go after in the world leads to death so why would you hope for it to be one thing or another like it doesn't matter what it is it's going the same direction <laughs> like, why do you care which one it is I mean, every trajectory in the world, everything that you put, you know, you put your like invest emotional, mental energy into, it's all leading to death. That's the direction that it's going in because it's based on a fierce, fearful thought. That's the direction we gave it to stop that. And this is what I'm showing you guys. You know, the way it the way it stops is that we stop making these things meaningful. Like even death. I mean, pretty soon. And I don't even think it'll be too far off. We just can start laughing when we find out one of our friends or relative died. Instead of crying, we're laughing because that is really what heals the illusion of this death thing being real. And look at it. If you really look, if you really look, when you're grieving, you're faking. You're faking it. You're faking it every time, every time you're ever sad. Like, you're expected to be grieving, too. Because if you're not, you're some kind of cold-hearted bitch or something. Okay? So... Yeah. 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 So, you know, and people go, well, how do you, how do you act like that then? Like, how do you even act? And I don't try to determine how I'm going to act. You know, uh, I just let that come in the moment. I'm curious. How am I going to, how am I going to act? I want to check it out. You know, <laughs> I'm curious how I'm going to act. So, uh, I found out cause I had a friend come up and, and I'm like, Hey, what's going on? What's it, you know, what's up with you and stuff like that? Are you doing this stuff anymore? And I started making some small talk with him and he goes, do you, know that my mom just died? Mm. And I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, with a big smile on my face. I go, yes, I do. I bet you're still in really close connection with her, aren't you? And he's like, yes, I am. And that was the end of that conversation. Then we just started talking about other shit. <laughs> 
you know, it's not like I'm telling someone they shouldn't be grieving too. Cause I'm, I'm not in charge of what anyone should be doing. I, I, I like to, I like to enjoy the people. I don't like to tell people what they should be doing. You know, like people, wisdom dialogues type people, they're like, Hope, tell me what you think about this shit. And then, <laughs> and then stuff comes out. But <laughs> like normally just walking around, cruising around, unless I, unless I have like a really strong inspiration or something like that, um, you know, I might say something. Um, but, you know, it, it, I just like to enjoy the people. I like to enjoy their processes, whatever they're, whatever they're doing. <laughs> you know, one of my friends asked me, how do I help our friend? Because, you know, we have a friend, we have a mutual friend and she has a son who has a girlfriend and then, and my friend and the son's girlfriend have an energy where they don't connect. It's like awkward. Like the girlfriend comes over and they kind of like avoid each other and stuff like that. So the other friend goes, how do I tell our friend? How do I say it to her? Because I see that this is a pattern of hers and that she really needs to open up to the son's, uh, the son's girlfriend. And I said, that's not up to you. You know, this kind of, when you guys come and ask me about other people, it's always going to be the same answer. <laughs> that is leave them a fuck alone. They have their thing to do. Like, if you're attracted to them, then you're going to be with them, and you're going to be around them. And if you're not, you're not meant to be around them. That's just how it goes. But let them do their thing however they do their thing. I was telling some friends yesterday uh, about my my husband. Um, When he got a staph infection in 2018, um, he has a very brutal way of being with a staph infection. So he decides that no white stuff should be inside the skin. So he squeezes the shit out of it so that the white stuff always comes out of the skin. So I'm looking at this, and, you know, I know that I don't make sense of the world. There's no way I make sense of the world. I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at it. But in my mind, I'm thinking if you're beating that shit up, it's just going to get bigger. And that's what I saw. And it just went for two years like that until it was like this big and I got crazy and stuff, Um, you know. And so, of course... You know, of course, you know, there was these thoughts like, man, he's just doing the wrong thing and like fucking up our life together. And, you know, when those thoughts come up, I just laugh. I think it's fucking funny. I think it's I'm like, take your medicine. It's good medicine. It's all feeling. It's all feeling. You're not doing anything. Thank goodness you're not doing anything because that was the dude who usually seemed to do everything. And now he's down, (laughs) you know, but it's just like when you bring those thoughts to reason, you get the relief that you need. So it's like, and it's, you know, they're occurring all day long. Oh, this is, oh, I'm never going to be seeing my friends again. I got all this stuff going on. And of course it didn't even turn out like that, you know, even within the two years, like just different stuff started occurring. And, you know, uh, it's like, it's just like leaving it open to also change because everything is so changeful. But in being there for the lesson, for the healing, for the awakening, everything's good, you know. And, and my husband is so cute as he was going through a thing where um, he thought that he wasn't valuable now because his, he wasn't doing stuff. And normally he's always doing stuff. You know, he's like wired that way. If he's not doing stuff, there's an anxious energy happening. So it's like there's cardio, go, cardio kind gardening going on, like really like major stuff happening. All the dishes, just leave the dishes. He does the dishes. 
and, uh, and all, and you know, cleaning and all that kind of stuff, all the stuff plus running a business. And, you know, it's like power man, okay? Um, and then all of a sudden he's laying there and he can't, for six months of it, he couldn't move at all. And he was kind of like half a dude for a lot of the rest of it. And, you know, it's like I could see that my job in all of that was to remind him that he's totally fucking valuable and he could lay there for the rest of his life if he wants. <laughs> yeah, there's not going to be any problem here if you lay here for the rest of your life. You're still fucking awesome. <laughs> you've done enough. No, you've never done anything, really. I mean, that's the thing. You weren't, you weren't doing anything before. You weren't doing anything. And then one day, I, I like forgot about the whole thing, about uh, it being a burden to not have him helping out. Because everything shifts, you guys. It's like everything just shifts. And, and then I'm standing there, and then there he is. He's in the kitchen telling me to move over. Right? <laughs> Normally, I don't clean. <laughs> if he's healthy, I don't clean. I have blue, yeah. <laughs> I have a cleaner, too. <laughs> but the thing is, it doesn't matter. It's not like I'm praying for my husband to get healthy. Oh, Lord, please let my husband get healthy. That is the stupidest fucking prayer ever. <laughs> please pray for me that I'll... You know what? That is like barking up the stupid tree with the ego. Okay? Because it's as if you don't have what you want right now. This is exactly what you want. This perception that you're getting is exactly what you want. You're getting a perception. There's no way your husband can be non-healed. Like the whole time my husband's going through that he's doing it for me. He's going through it for me. So I could see. Right? So I could see that this is an illusion. And bring up everything. And then as far as his path, I'm not trying to manage his path. See why he likes me so much? <laughs> no naggy broad. <laughs> this doesn't feel right. <laughs> you need to get up so you can support your family. <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> and on the same token, I don't accept your spending too much as if it's meaningful. <laughs> Right? I'm not spending anything. There's no such thing as money. And I don't have a choice in that. So let's, let's just be quiet about it and have a hug about it. <laughs> yeah. Either you're just going, you are too much of a crazy bitch for me and I'm out of here. Or you're just like, okay, we're just going to be quiet about this stupid shit. <laughs> That's how my husband has been, <laughs> you know? He just realizes, oh, uh, I'm like, yeah, I don't go for that jealous thing. And he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I just break up with dudes who are jealous. I'm not into that at all. And he's like, oh, well, I don't need to be jealous. And I'm like, okay, cool. And he was just really jealous a second ago, but then he was just like not jealous anymore. <laughs> and never again. And never again. It's almost like there just needs to be an opening. I'm like, look, I hang out with dudes. I'm close to them. I'm friends with them. I kiss them on the lips, and I'm totally monogamous. 
So you like that? You like that kind of broad? I'm your broad. <laughs> you want me to not have pot parties with guys? You got the wrong bitch. You go get someone else. <laughs> Kai. Yay. Yeah. Yay. Favorite things lately, you know, because I live with some like garden or acrobatic like energizer buddies. Yeah. And you know, they ask like, what, what did you do today? <laughs> Just like lately it's been like, I'm a puppy mom. Like, <laughs> oh, I got acupuncture, <laughs> you know, but like totally new paradigm. Yeah. I've been shifting right before I met you, but of like just the being doing that. And then everything comes. Yeah. Yeah, you never you never realized how much you were putting monkey wrenches in everything, right? It was like you could. That's a, you know when I say that, it's like it's it's really like a feeling that you'll get. You can always relax more, okay? Because you're getting in trying to do things. You're trying to uh, pry your way in there, thinking that you know what you want. That's always messing things up. You find out, damn. You just find out, I really didn't need to do all that stuff. I could just be chilling out a lot more. I could be like massaging myself, which I love. I mean, you don't have to do that, but (laughs) I will do that for all of us. (laughs) I saw one meme is, uh, we're just supposed to be vibing on planet earth. I don't know what all this other shit is, (laughs) (laughs) right? It's like, (laughs) you can just look at it like that meaningless stuff. I mean, it really, that's all we are doing. We're vibing. We're just vibing. There isn't even a planet earth, you know, but we make up that we're doing all this, all this stuff, all this meaningless stuff. And we've been taught that we have to even be responsible for our own survival. It's all about, look at how when you go to school, you learn about how am I going to make it in the world? What am I going to be? What am I going to be that's a value to these guys that they're going to pay me for? Right? How am I going to, you know, the way I would think about it when I was like 20 years old, how am I going to trick people into paying me a shitload of money for something that's really cheap? You know, it's just like, it, that's, that's, that's like the only way I could think of that I could possibly make money. That's the way I was conditioned. That's the only way I could think of that I would, would work. You know, that was like where the creativity ended right there. It was like, okay, how can I rip a bunch of people off? That's how we'll do it. That's a good way. Yeah. <laughs> I did that. I mean, really. You know, it's like uh, whatever we get a perception of, like, I, oh, that's genius. That's, that's the mind. Right? It's like, I did that. I made it look like that. You know, that's, that's way more fun. You know? I even made it look like there is a bunch of freaking psycho satanic people out to get the rest of the world 
and kill people and depopulate them. I even made that up. Isn't that so fun? The thing is, it being fun, I could look on what I fucking made up (laughs) instead of trying to avoid it or looking at it and getting all caught up in it. Oh, I got to do something now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, who's going to help all the children? You know, who's going to help all the children? All the children have to wear masks. All the children have to get vaccine. And, you know, they'll ask me, I'll be like, there's no children. This is totally being made up for you. There's no such thing as children. You're having a perception that there's children being killed. Do children get a perception that they're being killed? Yes. And you know what? They might, they might not. If they do, it's their dream. They, they actually like want it that way. Like don't try to interfere with it. You don't have to interfere with it. They actually want their dream that way. Look, when I'm talking about non-interference, I'm saying you don't have to get upset about it. That doesn't mean you're not going to come to anyone's rescue. That does not mean that. That's how the ego takes this. It's as if, oh, now I'm just going to like, uh, if I see someone raping someone over there in the corner, I'm just going to like sit over here and be like meditating or something. <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it's, not, it's not like that. In the moment, you don't have any choice in what you do. You have no choice. You're just guided. You're moved. You're just moved. You got no choice in it. What you have a choice in is the way you think about things. When you think of a person as a victim, that's about you. You're making experiences that are victimized experiences when you make them into a victim. Children are the best for that. Oh, the little children. They're getting fucked up over there. Oh, the sweet little children. That's the ego's game. Okay? If you're supposed to be a child protector, you're gonna be. You don't have to be afraid of that. It's not like there won't be child protectors. But not everyone is a child protector at every moment. Okay? So at some point, you're just thinking about shit that's beating you up, that's attacking you. And you're making it about children. Right? It has nothing to do with children. You're beating yourself up. That's what it is about. The children is a projection. Okay? They are actually going to be uh, in the perception. Everyone's totally safe. But in the illusion, they're going to appear to be safer the more everyone relaxes. Because it is the upset feeling that's causing the manifestation. It is the upset feeling. Because we can't laugh. Because we have to make things seriously. You have to take things seriously. I mean, can you imagine, you know, anything's possible. Can you imagine coming into a situation where you have like a a child molester and a child in a situation and making it fun, the separation of them. So no one's hurt. No one's, no one's lacking innocent. Look, the person who's doing the molesting is feeling guilty in the first place. They need relief from guilt. They don't need to be killed. They don't need to go to jail. If they do go to those things and they do need it. You see what I'm saying? They do need it if they do. But like in your mind, in your heart, that's not what they need. They need compassion. Because when you can extend them compassion, you can heal the guilty self-concept that makes harming another person a manifestation that seems to be possible. Seems to be possible. It's not possible to harm another person. 
In actuality, the child and the molester are on the same level, same playing field, doing this experience together. Okay, it's like that. And look, there's only one of us, okay? In the, in, in the dream and the illusion with agreements and all the bullshit that makes up the illusion, it's like we're doing it together. But there's actually one of us. So, and here's the thing, lifetime to lifetime, this is very possible, that they're switching off. And look, there's only one of us, so it's definitely switched off. See? And, and what, what came to me, you know, going through the experience playing the, the victim role of the whole molester dynamic like that, man, I'm really stoked that I'm in the victim role. That's easier. Because that would suck if I was the molester right now trying to undo this. Like, if you're a molester and you're listening to this, thank you. Because that's a, you know, that's a much more of a challenge, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, come from the experience of having, you know, the thought that you molested someone. You didn't, for one, you didn't. Uh, but you have the thought that you did. And you're willing to be absolved of guilt. See, that's the whole thing. It's guilt. It's a guilty conscience. Yes. Don't buy into it. Don't buy into it. It's not possible. Those labels aren't true. Don't buy into that. You have dominion over the world. That's it. There's nothing outside of you. There's no world like that. It's coming from your mind. So who gives a shit if it's AI or whatever it is? Because it still came from your mind. See? It's all naturally coming from your mind, whether it's natural in the sense of worldly things there's really no difference from natural and unnatural, right? Because it's all coming from the same mind. It's all projected by the same mind. So it, it, could, be a, it could be a robot and you still, <laughs> you still have dominion, okay? <laughs> yeah, some people seem like they're dead like that. You know, like you look into the eyes and some people seem like it's dead like that. They're dead like that. Guess what? It's your responsibility to see through that actually. Because <laughs> you got it wrong. <laughs> it's just you in another form. <laughs> well, that's definitely a good part of it. Well, you know, the main the main lesson. I like the way I like the way of course in miracles. I, I think it's just perfect. Uh, the way A Course in Miracles put, puts it. How do they even put it? Anyone want to say? You guys know? Um, nothing real can be threatened and nothing unreal is true. Herein lies the peace of God. <laughs> That's the whole thing. <laughs> That's the whole teaching. Nothing real can be threatened and nothing unreal is true. So, you know, the ego always feels threatened, right? So that's, un that's your unreality. That's your habitual identifi identification. That's why you're wrong, because you're identifying as an ego. You're way more bitching than that. Yeah. <laughs> I always remind people, too, you're not an ego, because people will talk like, my ego, my ego, my ego. You don't have an ego. You don't even have one. That's silly. You know how you, like, we have this thing, too, we humans, uh, where we'll go uh, look, at, let, look at another person's ego. And it's like, man... 
If I'm looking at your ego, I, I can only do it with what I'm identifying as my ego. It's the only way I can even do that. I don't want to look at your ego. I'm looking at nothing. I'm looking at delusional bullshit. See, everyone's having a, a completely different perception. I was talking with two girlfriends today, and they're so cute. They have such a strong uh, connection and attraction to each other. And whenever they get around, around each other, it's intense because they'll just fight like two little fucking cats. <laughs> oh, I got the occasion to hang out with them. I was just like stoked to the max, man, because I'm like seeing. Like they're, they're keeping it cool around me, right? But I can see what's going on. <laughs> little conversations. There's like, you know, underlying expectation of like how you're going to be, like whether you're going to smoke a joint or smoke the vaporizer. Like I could just like see it. I'm like, whoa, okay. All right. Uh, oh, very interesting that you're going to smoke a joint instead of a vaporizer. I'm like, oh. All right. <laughs> and it's like there's there's a play. We play these energies with each other when we have intense relationships like that. We're always unconsciously, but it's really conscious. It's just one way to say it. Um, but but we hide it from each other. It's why kind of unconscious is kind of a good word, but everything's conscious. So, you know, we're trying to throw our guilty feelings onto our friends, certain friends in particular, we resonate with them in a certain way where they're mirroring us in a way where we want to attack them. And a lot of the times people don't even realize they're attacking a person. See? So it's like, uh, you, you know, a lot of the times people don't even realize they were, they're holding, they are presently holding an expectation for someone. You know, it's kind of like, you know, you should be eating like, especially around here, man. Uh, husband, uh, husband sees his wife eating a bagel. Bagels aren't on their diet because they eat plant food that's uh, raw. That is plant food, but it's not raw, I guess. I'm trying to think, why the fuck is the bagel not on the diet? <laughs> Every time I think hard, I laugh, too. So, <laughs> so uh, he, he's like, we don't eat. We don't eat bagels. And a whole fight comes out of that. Like a whole big fight comes out of that. We don't, we don't eat bagels. This is not the kind of uh, thing that we do. And it's kind of like, well, we don't smoke joints because then you have combustion, you know? Like, uh, we don't, like, fuck, let people surprise you and do different shit. Watch, it, watch the reaction, see? You watch the reaction to it. Uh, am I reacting to, um, I don't know, let's say... My husband eating Cheetos. Haven't seen him do that. I'm the one who eats Cheetos on occasion. But, you know, am I reacting to, is that my, do I, am I trying to take control of that body? Yeah. Right? Do I want to control that body? I'm the same way with my kids. Right? That, that's, they can have complete sovereignty over that thing. I'm not telling them what to do with it. Right? I mean, if they're coming around beating me up, I'll probably fight back. I don't know, <laughs> but, but you know, it's been really cool. I mean, you know, you don't have to control even, even kids. And that's one of the things that, you know, we're taught we're supposed to control kids. We don't even have to control our kids, much less other people and what they're doing. Just let them have their trajectory. It's like, it's not like, you know, since you're, since, since, since you're my friend, one, one, one friend of mine told me one time, 
since you are my friend, you can't hang out with that guy because one time we were boning up and he cheated on me and also I'm like, that's not my business at all. I don't need to know about that. I mean, I think that's a fun story and stuff, but I'm not that friend. <laughs> it's like, it's like normal for us to be because, because you're this, then, and you know, we have this as humans, we're not all like this. Uh, there's this fear of, you know, being out of the pack. So there's this automatic trying to please. Like there's a code. There's a code for how you should be. There's like a code for how you should be a friend. There's a code for how you should be a sister and a mother and a daughter and all that stuff. There's like a code for how you're supposed to be in it. You know, you see that? How it's like if I'm this, then I should be like this. I had one time my husband tell me, um, you know, this is not what wives do. I don't want my wife doing this. And I go, well, I could go back to being your girlfriend. Then will it work for you? You know, because <laughs> seemed to be fine when I was your girlfriend. <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's just a nothing serious. So when I, when I perceive myself getting serious, like especially now since I have my eye on it over, you know, over time, um, you know, when I perceive myself getting serious, at a minimum, I know I'm serious. And I'm not trying to like resist my seriousness, but I know I'm serious and I'm curious if I'm open for a different interpretation because I'm fucking wrong. Sometimes I'm not, and I know I'm wrong. I'm just like, no, I'm playing this shit out. <laughs> I'm gonna see what kind of gifts I can bring back from this bitch. You know, it's like, you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to be perfect, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm going to show everyone that I'm completely healed and they're just not as healed as I am, right? Let me just show everyone that I'm... No, we're just like all the same. We're all totally the same. I can only be as, as healed as that which I am uh, projecting, perceiving, feeling, all of that. That's showing me. My reaction is showing me. I mean, more than anything, the only thing, reaction calmness. I knew I came a long way when I found myself in the hole and I was gratitude. And I even noticing the sky, you know, that's how I know. It's not like I'm going, uh, evaluating whether falling, falling in a hole is good. <laughs> that's, that's the way the ego does it. Of course it's good. It's definitely shifting things, isn't it? I had a big plan to do a bunch of shit that I'm not doing now. <laughs> Anytime things shift to you guys, it is a big blessing. If you will accept it as that, you'll have so much fun with it. I mean, gosh, when the lava was coming and my house and, and gardens and everything got run over by lava, that was like the funniest thing ever. I was like, you guys, how many people get that kind of experience? <laughs> lava is coming. And, and no insurance on top of it. That is even better. Like, if you have insurance, it's not quite as, as intense. But if you don't have insurance, that's even better. <laughs> yeah, because you're not screwed. That's the thing. And that's what you can see. That's what you can see. Because there's nothing that can ever go wrong. It cannot go wrong. It's that, that's the ego putting a perception onto it. That's fucking rad. The lava came and ran over your house. 
And you had a whole life, you had a whole thing going on, you had a whole like business, family, all this shit, animals, it's fenced, it's got cabin, it's got people coming over all the time. And then all of a sudden, boom, that is freaking awesome. It's amazing. Yes. Yes, everything just changed. <laughs> everything just changed. It's, it's healing. It's a healing oh, reaction. I'm really happy because I have squatters in two houses. Yes. I'm sleeping in my car because I can't get into my house. Yeah. So this is a really good thing. It is. Awesome. It is. Awesome. Yeah, because, yeah, it's because of what it's for. Yeah, it's because I'm down to the justice department all the time and I'm saying, when are you going to give me the paper to get them out? Oh, we don't have, we don't have, we're not ready yet. We're very backed up. You have to give them another 15 days. I go, um, really? You said 45. They got already like 50 and I have to give them another 15 days. I said, well, we don't have anyone to help you right now. <gasps> yeah. So that, so see that, that whole vibration, that's perfect for you. No, I'm not. I, I, that, that's it. I'm, gonna live in my house. I'm not serious, but I'm not kidding either. Okay. The, the <laughs> that whole vibration, that whole vibration right there is given you for seeing through this illusion, this whole world. It's fucking blessing, no doubt. But I still have to pay taxes on it. You don't have to pay shit. You're not doing anything. All that stuff is a game. Nothing's happening. Nothing is happening. You don't have to do anything. You, 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 you're not doing... You have never done anything. I should just let it go. I paid for this house. One house is paid for. One, I owe a mortgage on. I just let it go? It, look it. The houses, the houses are meaningless. And what you're dealing with right here with this energy, you making that real and meaningful, this is becoming your reality and you don't need that shit. So if I'll tell you what, if I was going to, if, if I was going to, someone came up to me and said, I had this energy like this, right? Yeah. And they said, give me two houses, three dogs and five cars and I'll take that energy away from you. I'd say, here you go. Okay. Right. Cause you don't need that. Okay. Yeah. So, but you, but, but at the same time, it's a big blessing when it comes up because that is the pain. So we're talking about diffusing that, diffusing that energy again, right? It's, it's, it's meaningless and it's a blessing because none of those houses mean shit to you. You're pretending when you pretend like you did. There's no past. You never paid for them or anything. You're dreaming. You want to wake up from this dream. That's what you want to use everything for. I worked hard. <laughs> you think. You think. You've never done anything. Okay. This is very interesting. Yeah, you're projecting this. You're projecting this right now and the whole past that led up to it as if you worked hard. You never did anything. You never moved. You never changed. You're dreaming. It's a different wow. thing. You want to use that feeling for awakening. That feeling is the gift, right? That upset, that, that tells you right there, I am having a misperception. I'm like a scared child. I need like yeah. the blinders yeah. pulled off of my eyes because yeah. right now I'm a scared child. Yeah. So that energy right there is what needs your attention. You need to go into it. Instead of following thoughts that are taking you away from it, having you resist and repress the feeling, you need to be with the feeling. That's what it's begging you to do. And that's how you got to this point. It's just a trajectory of thought that you kept on following. Upset feeling, upset feeling, another one, another one, another one. And now it seems like you're a victim of this, yeah, these yeah, people. Yeah. You got yourself there. Okay? And, and you know what the beautiful thing is? You don't even have to get yourself out. You only have to be willing to see that what you're making up is make-believe. 
You don't even have to get yourself out. You're not, you're not even responsible for that. It's a hell of a lot easier coming back than it was going in. It's a hell of a lot easier coming back. Because, you know, to go in, you had to lie to yourself like a motherfucker. You're just pulling down these thoughts like crazy. You're using all this energy. I feel sorry for them. I just don't, I just, you know, I feel, yeah. Well, that's the same thing. That's, a, that's the, uh, feel, I feel sorry for them. It's the same thing. That uh, is the same as the other energy. Call them all the same. They're all general. That's a meaningless thought. I feel sorry for them. Mm-hmm. It's totally meaningless. They are uh, completely in their power, having their dream just like you are, getting their lessons exactly as they should. It's more like gratitude. That's the kind of vibe you want to feel. You could feel that. Oh, I'm so grateful that the, these guys seem to be play, staying at my place, and it seems like I'm totally ripped off and I'm a victim <laughs> because now I can get this feeling, and I know they really didn't want to do that, but I asked them, I begged them to please do that for me so I could awaken from this fucking dream that's a nightmare. Okay? So that's why they did it. So, they're, 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 so that's why they're deserving of gratitude and nothing less than gratitude. Okay, isn't that fun? <laughs> Admit it, it is fun. <laughs> it's definitely a new outlook for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, this is a mystical, magical experience. It is not what we've been programmed to believe that it is. Okay, this is a very, it's a fluid, mystical, magical experience. When we get upset, we forgot that. You know, we think that, that the way it really is is a fantasy. And our fantasy became reality for us. See? That's what happens when we're upset. That's what happened. Our fantasy of what life is became a reality for us. And you know what life is for. It's all so perfect. Yeah. You can call it expansion. Yeah. Purification is another word for it. Healing right? Sanity, returning to sanity, right? Because this is insane that we would imagine ourselves as not having something we want, like, for instance. (laughs) Gosh. Or not being able to afford something we need, for instance. No one can help you with that, you know? If If you're getting the perception that things are scarce, you could get a million dollars and things will be scarce for you still. Okay? Yeah, it's true. And I know, I know it from experience. I always thought if I was making a couple million dollars a year, I would feel really abundant. Not true. <laughs> so who needs to work that hard to get to that place anymore? <laughs> right? Do you feel like um, being a millionaire, Amanda? Do you feel like being a millionaire? No? Oh, okay. Okay. Because you said me and it just like reminded me, you know, it's not not anything wrong with that, of course. Like if you want to, like my my son actually wants to be a billionaire. So he's like really going for it. You know, he's like, I got to grind, 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 grind. And of course, meditate so I can get what I want. Uh, (laughs) So that's awesome. (laughs) And, you know, of course, that trajectory is taking him to exactly the lessons he needs. And I see it every single day, you know, in in his business dealings and everything like that. He gets exactly the lessons he needs. And he can see that all he really wants is peace. 
And really that's what, you know, everyone that we're, we all have the same interests. We all just want peace. That's all it is. And you know, when we believe that we're guilty, then we do mean things to people. And we all do. Like you can say, um, you know, there's really no difference. I know this is going to like really offend the ego. Okay. Mm. But there's actually no difference between going up and like raping a little kid and saying a mean word to a person energetically there is no difference there is no difference we made things on the surface to look like there's varying degrees there's not though like everything is so general everything is so general and that's why it's a it's so offensive to the ego to say something like that because there's just so, it's like, we have to condemn these things. Look, how's that going for us? <laughs> right? Uh, and it's not, conde- it's not condemning or condoning. It's neither one. It's not condemning or, or condoning. It's embracing what we made out as if it's reality and letting everyone be the innocent in our own mind. We're learning for ourselves that everyone's innocent. So we're going to get, I mean, gosh, I get perceptions that people are not innocent. The other day, Jerry was over at my house and oh my gosh, I was fucking triggered. It was cute little freaking chick cleaning my house, right? All of a sudden, Jerry's almost whacking off. He's not doing anything with his hand, but he's just like, almost like, like, (laughs) he loves it. Yeah, it is. It's my perception. Let's clarify that. It is, because people have a different experience all the time. People are always having a different experience, and I know he won't mind me talking like that. So, <laughs> see? <laughs> so, so it's like, it's like, it's like, I don't even have to deny the feeling or something like that. It's just that it, it's just the feeling just arises, and you just have the feeling, right? You know, you just, you just like have the feeling and you enjoy the feeling. And it's like, and it's like, of course, it's all innocence and nothing's happening. We're dreaming. Me, me and Jerry, we're both dreaming and we're the same one dreaming as if we're coming from different perspectives. Okay. So, so, so I'm really like, oh, blue. Oh yeah. <laughs> so just seeing myself like that is just funny to me. And, and, you know, I love Jerry. <laughs> And we were in bed together. And we, and Jerry and I were in bed together <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> we do that. And my husband doesn't mind. <laughs> my wife doesn't mind. <laughs> Your wife doesn't mind. Yeah. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like, wait a minute. Did she mind or was I just trying to I be something? Yeah, that yeah. she minded. Because yeah. it was exciting for me to be able to do that. I have a question. Uh-huh. So, like, you say about sexual abuse being not as bad as being verbally abused. No, no, not 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 as bad. Exactly the same because yeah, it's one know. general energy. Yeah, I don't know if I, I agree with that. Well, I would expect that too. I mean, yeah. and you know what? It's, there's nothing wrong with that either. Yeah. So, what were you saying? Yeah, because like I, you know, I've experienced both, and I would say that. Oh, yeah. I, I know what you mean. On the surface, it's completely different. But what I'm saying energetically, is energetically, 
It's because it's saying the same lie. That's why it's all general. It's saying the same lie. It's saying we're separate. But you're also taking advantage of yeah, and, and you're not really doing anything. So if, you're, if you find yourself taking advantage of someone else, that means that you have a lot of guilty feelings that are being repressed. That's what's going on. Because apparently in a dream, apparently in a dream, that's the thing. So it's like as soon as, as soon as there's a perception that someone did something wrong, to be, for them to be completely absolved as guilt, and this is more of a leaning than, hey, just believe this right now, because I know it's like unfathomable. It's like, what, really? You know, it's more of like a, a leaning. So in the moment when you get the perception of someone doing something wrong, it's like, can I in my heart forgive that? Can I forgive it? And what is forgiveness again? Okay, because we have to, we have to uh, clarify what forgiveness is. It's really different for the ego. Forgiveness is you're acknowledging that what you thought happened didn't happen. It didn't happen. That's forgiveness. That's where you get, because, you know, really, 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 nothing's happening. It's a dream. No one has done anything. Uh, can you imagine, can you imagine, Corey, like totally not having a choice? And going, uh, and you don't. Yeah, well, we and you're like, what the fuck? This dream that we call reality. What's that? In this dream that we call reality. Yeah, it seems that, because it seems as if we're making a choice about what we do. Like, you have a choice whether you're going to, like, rape someone or not. Yeah. And that's really the humility of it. You know, that's really the humility of it. It's not like I wouldn't rape anyone. Well, actually, if I can get a perception of it, that's my potential. So, like, humble out about it. And be willing to forgive because that could be you. That could, and it has been you millions of times. Let's say that too. <laughs> okay, everyone's done everything. <laughs> See, you can have you can have some compassion for the person's experience. You know, because someone's having experience, they've done all this heinous shit, right? Someone's having that experience. It's like you can have some compassion for that. Person can't, can't even see out of that. In their mind, you know, they want to die. You know, and then that's what's going on. It's like the person can't even see their way out of it, that they're making it up. So they're just in a lot of turmoil. And that's why the acting out in the form of hurting people in a dream. And that's the point, that it is in a dream. That's why forgiveness is possible every single time. And here's the thing. To the extent you're willing to forgive, you also are forgiven. It's not like you're ever unforgiven, but you hold the unforgiveness about yourself. So, so really, when you're extending forgiveness and it seems like it's for another person, that's you getting relief from what you think you've done wrong. Okay, because we all have that. The illusion is set up to make it seem like you've done things wrong. Okay, but it's not really true. It's not really true. Yeah. So I had that come to bear like um, in, my, in my own experience because um, when I was going through an intense spiritual awakening time, one of my sons was like uh, 11, 12 years old, and I used to freak out on him. I didn't know what was going on. I was having these crazy feelings, just like I was just a crazy broad, you know. And I had to yell at him. One time I punched him in the chest with both fists like that. I didn't hurt him, but I felt it. Like there's like this really upset, you know, kind of thing. So um, there was a sense in me of like kind of like guilty for being that way during that time and a sense in him being victimized 
for that time, right? For during that time. So our, the way our energy would be interplaying, and you know, I'm, I was watching this thing unfold for years. It took a lot of patience, but, it, but it's beautiful. I love the unfolding, it's so fun. You know, so it just, it keeps on like, you know, uh, my, my son will give me like a jab, um, like, you know, about something that, that to elude that I'm a bad mom and then I'll get a reaction because I feel like I might be a bad mom. Right. So there's this thing in there. Those are all there to be worked out. So I'm just watching this thing play all the time. I'm watching my reaction. I'm watching his reaction, I'm watching my reaction like that, just go back and forth and then watching it evolve. So we're not always doing the same thing either. We're not doing and saying the same thing because of the, of the watching it, you know, and noticing it. So it's like willingness to try different things and be happy and curious about it. Right. Um, so things just kept on, uh, you know, we'd have like little blowouts would happen and I'd always be grateful for the, not always, but more recently grateful for the blowout. You know, ah, he gets really pissed or something, yells at me, leaves. Then I'm like with the feeling sensations and just being with those, you know. Um, so he he brought it up to me. Uh, he brought it up to me like more recently. And um, and I said, you know, I, you know, I, I go, I definitely understand how it wouldn't be easy to grow up with a mom like me. <laughs> I get that, you know. Uh, and he's given me all the reasons all over the years why it was terrible growing up with me. So it's like, and it's like, I, I just realized, man, I just, I acknowledge like heartfelt. It couldn't have been easy growing up with a mom like me. I mean, that's fucking true. <laughs> like, and then, and then once that came out, a whole different kind of vibe was there. Right. And then, and then it came back a couple of weeks later and the same thing came out again. I'm like, I know it couldn't have been easy growing up with a mom like me. And he's like, mom, you're a really good mom. You've been a really good mom. And I just need to get over feeling victimized. And I'm like, that'll probably be helpful too. <laughs> and still, I'm sure it couldn't have been easy growing up with a mom like me. That doesn't make me a bad mom. I, it doesn't make me a good mom. It's just not easy growing up with a mom like me. Hey, thanks for playing. You know, uh, it was like, thanks for, thanks for being in the game. Thanks for being in the game with me. I love you. And, you know, it's like the connection just keeps on growing closer as it goes along. Sometimes he gets mad at me for saying stuff about him in wisdom dialogues, but um, <laughs> he knows it's helpful also. You know, um, he knows his, uh, I have so many friends that go, man, if it weren't for those personal ones, I wouldn't get it as well, you know? So I've just relayed that to my son. I'm like, hey, you know, people are getting relief. He's like, people are getting relief. Yeah, he likes that too, you know, but to see that people are knowing that they don't have to be in the struggle because he sees it already and he's only 20. He sees the insanity of his own mind right now and he's only 20 years old. I didn't even know when I was 20. I didn't even know I had a mind. Fuck. <laughs> Much less working on it. <laughs> he sees that insanity already and how it drives him crazy really fast. 
You know, it's like he can go and be waking up first thing in the morning and feeling really good and all like, yeah, I'm going to do it today. I'm grinding. I'm doing my college. I'm doing my business. I'm doing all my stuff. And then some kind of experience comes up. And then all of a sudden, I don't know what I'm going to do. I think I'm just going to crawl into depression. You know, it's like, gosh, this is how it goes. It's just like flip, flop, flip, flop. And like, you know, at some point you decide, you know what? I'm not just going to be a victim of these changing freaking seasons in my mind. You know, I'm just going to like enjoy whatever it is. I I love it when I feel afraid. That's my favorite. I get waves of of fear just randomly throughout the day. It's fun. I know you guys are too. A lot of the times people don't even recognize, oh, that's a wave of fear. You know what? It's like a roller coaster ride. It's not really meant to be anything else. It's not supposed to make your thoughts seem serious. Well, it is to the ego. That's what the ego uses that, all that for. You know, to make uh, your thoughts seem like they're important, right? These thoughts are hurting me. They're punching me in the jaw, but they're important. I got to keep doing it. Otherwise, I'm going to lose something. (laughs) (laughs) Let me just get all tore back and I'll get to peace somewhere, you know? Yeah, don't be so, Amanda and I were talking about this yesterday. She was over yesterday. Um, don't be so afraid of fear. Mm. It's just fear. Fear is just a feeling. It can't hurt you. Mm. That's the only thing you're afraid of. That's why you won't think on something. Mm-hmm. Like, say, the dungeon with the guy and he's beating someone and raping, you know, and that. Mm-hmm. Ah, I can't even think that thought. Well, you know, when the thought is arising, it's really to be felt. So while it's there, just feel the sensation. Don't see, you know, you can play with it. You, uh, why am I so afraid to feel that? Why am I so afraid to get the perception of that and have that feeling? You know, it's like you, cause we set stuff up in there as if, Oh no, not that. And all that, Oh no, not that is what brings it on us. Like as a, like as a people, like the worst thing, that, the, the, the worst thing that you try to resist and avoid thinking of, let's go with a, a child, your child's death. Oh, that's one. Oh no, don't think about that. Don't think about your child dying. Right. Well, for me, when I would get the perception that my that my child might die, I'd be like, give it to me now. Give me the perception right now. So I know that it's OK. It's OK. Ultimately, it comes back to that. And I learned that after I gave birth to my last kid, who's almost 14, he'll be 14 tomorrow. Um, after after that, I learned that, um, you know, it's just all, all you're doing is going. You need to be OK with everything. You know, I had emotional freedom technique. Someone was using emotional freedom technique on me because apparently I wasn't going to be able to have a midwife birth because I wouldn't retain iron. So they sent me to an emotional freedom person instead of a regular doctor. Yeah. And so she's doing all this tapping around my body. You know, I'm totally new to this stuff at this time. And she's going and she's like testing my muscles and stuff like that and um, finds out I'm afraid of getting a C-section. That's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of getting a C-section. Okay. Boop, 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 boop. She does her shit. And she goes, okay, how about now? Uh, uh, I want you to say, I can have a C-section and everything will be great. Okay. I say that. And then she tests it. And then I'm good. I could actually say after she did the thing and believe it myself. It wasn't like an affirmation because she could test that it was actually like something that I actually believe. Right. So they do a little thing and then you actually believe it. Right. So I saw that and I was just like, hmm, 
That's all that's really for, isn't it? It's not for making things real, is it? It's just like, I'll be okay if this happens. I'll be okay. Oh, I'll, okay. So then, so then the thought comes up, uh, uh, you know, my son, and, you know, I don't like to exercise dominion over people's bodies. Like, that, that's, you know, their thing. Um, so my son's, like, four years old, and he's playing on the roof. And I'm like, uh, what if he falls off the roof, right? So, so, so I'm, like, scared that he's going to fall off the roof. And I'm like, I don't want to interfere with his freaking life that is going on here. He just wants to be, like, adamantly wants to be on the roof. Not like iffy. Not like iffy. If you take him off the roof, he's screaming his ass off. He wants to be on the fucking roof, and he's four. So, he's, so I go, okay, this has to be my problem. I can tell it's my problem because I feel upset. I feel upset. I'm afraid he's going to fall off the roof and die. So I feel really upset about that. So when I go in and I sit with that, and watching those feelings, you know, and getting this sense, oh, you got to save your son from off on the roof and stuff like that. And it's like the reason in this for me, and I'm not saying you should do this. You should not do this if you don't have the faith for it. I have the faith for it. Okay, that's a different thing. Okay, the reason is no way can anyone die. And no way can there be an illusion of anyone dying unless that's perfect for everyone. No way. So there's no justification for this fearful feeling that I'm sensing right now. That's what I'm sitting with. There's actually absolutely no justification. That was an intense feeling. And you know what? It was shown to me too. The biggest thing that was, I was afraid of is the fear that I would feel when people found out that I let my son play on the roof and he fell off and killed himself. So that was... You know, to me, when I saw that thought, I'm like, oh, I know exactly what needs to be done here. He's fine. I need to sit over here and be with these uh, imaginings that I'm having, that it's important what other people think of me. That would be great, actually. That would be great if everyone thought I was a fucking asshole and everyone hated me. I would use it. I will use anything. I don't care. I don't care what the perception is. If I'm getting the perception everyone thinks I'm an asshole, I projected that. That's awesome. I'm going to use it for awakening. Okay? It was like one of those, one of those mystics. It might have been like Rumi or something like that. They said something like, and this really resonates with me, it's like, uh, be notorious. Ruin your reputation. Quit trying to protect that shit. So the next thing you know, I said nigger like eight times on Facebook. All in a row. <laughs> Look at Jerry. <laughs> I didn't hear what you put on Facebook. <laughs> the same word over and over and over again. It's just nigger, 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 nigger. Like that. Because it doesn't mean anything. People are making that shit mean something. Mm. It means nothing. And the background was a bunch of hearts. <laughs> <laughs> because it got deleted in like five minutes yeah it was it was really fun it was really it was the most fun i had on a post ever yeah facebook did so the very first very first comment is one of my friends who actually looks like a dark dude right he's like spiritual teacher dark dude though and he goes oh my god i'm so offended i'm i i have to i forgot what he said but it was just funny so offended i can't stand it or something like that um and and then and then the next the next comment Next comment, uh, you know, the guy doesn't like me. He doesn't like the things I post. So he talks about spiritual babble and stuff like that. And he goes, but why did you do it? 
And then my comment, I'm trying to find out who my niggers are. Oh my God. <laughs> so, and it kept on going down. It was like really fun. It was just really fun. You know, the people were like, some people were coming on there getting pissed about it, of course, you know. And that's the conditioning to get pissed. That's what it is. To get pissed. You look, you hear this word, you get pissed. If you hear nigger, you get pissed. That's what you do. You're nigger pissed. <laughs> right? Uh, uh, okay. And then, there's the, uh, and then there's an idea. Okay. Uh, well, you know, uh, there's uh, the privilege thing. Uh, that we should have our privilege to say nigger since you guys have all that other privilege. That's a fucking privilege. What? 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 To say nigger? <laughs> Come on. You can't even sing a rap song. What are you going to do? <laughs> hey, if you guys, if, if you, you know, something that inspired me for this is the movie White Chicks. You guys got to see White Chicks. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> it's got the Wayans brothers in it. Yeah, there's one scene where the, uh, you know, here's what they do. They dress up like they're black dudes. They dress up like white chicks. You guys got to see this movie. They dress up like white chicks. White chicks. So they dress up like white chicks and they go to like this hoity-toy thing, right? Where they're, and they look horrible. They look like ugly white chicks. But, but anyways, everyone's buying it that they're these two chicks because no one really looks at each other because they're all plastic, right? So <laughs> you look like you got taller. Yeah. You know, like, but anyways, they're driving around. They're like doing their Beverly Hills shopping kind stuff, right? And they're dri- they're driving around, and uh, they're all in the car. The black dudes are in there with the white chicks. They all look like white chicks, and they're driving around. And uh, and a and a song comes on, and the two black dudes start singing "nigger" in the song because it says that in the song. So they're singing "nigger," right? And the girls all go, oh, "You can't say that!" And they go. Well, no one's around. (laughs) And then everyone just starts having such a good time saying nigger. They're just fucking partying, everyone. You know, they're just like, yeah, yeah, like that, you know. (laughs) It inspired me. (laughs) Because it's just, you know, we're, we're making things up to divide. We're making things up to divide, and you know, um, sometimes people say because you know, I I took some, I I guess I took some heat. I didn't see it because I wasn't really interested in it, so I didn't go looking around for it. But I guess people are making all kinds of posts about me and having all kinds of like conversation about what a crazy ass whatever I'm doing. Um, but 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 you know, it's like that kind of stuff. I love it. You know, just like just I'll just hear about it and be like, oh, okay. Got some things stirring up. I know I don't have a choice in it. You know, I know I don't have any choice in it. But, man, it's exciting. It's playful. So here's what happens with the post. It was the funniest thing. So the post goes down. People are already pissed in five minutes, right? Someone took a screenshot of the post down to the part where I said, I'm trying to find out who my niggers are. (laughs) I got a butt-fucking one on there, too. You guys got to go check it out. So... Another guy who was pissed at me uh, takes the, that screenshot and he posts it to my wall, kind of inviting a whole bunch of other people to come over and talk shit on me. So I just leave it there. I just watch the show for a while. It's still there. You can find it. 
Facebook didn't delete that one because it's all right if you're using it to bash a person, but it's not all right if you're using it in love, you know? Oh, <laughs> wow. oh yeah, it's right on my page. What's your page? Uh, Hope Akea Johnson. That's great. A-C-H-A-I-A. A-C-H-A-I-A Johnson, yeah. J-O-H-N-S-O-N. Oh, Johnson. Yeah, Johnson. Yeah. Thank you. Hope Akea Johnson. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. You're fun, too. Thank you. You're crazy, though, too, but that's all Thank right. you. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> my son, when my son, when my son saw that post, he's like, oh, my God, mom has lost it. <laughs> She's my 20-year-old. He's like, you, how could you do that? How could, is it, like, unconscionable? You know, because he's raised in, you know, he's gone to, like, uh, high school around here and stuff. And he's unconscionable. Like, you, you've officially lost your shit. And he calls my daughter, who's almost 30. My daughter's like, no, mom's right on. She's like, no, I'm not. And my my son's just like beside himself, like, what? How could could you? And then then it kind of like dawned on him, you know? It's just like, it kind of dawned on him, like, wow, that is really stupid. And it's almost like, and I did another post about, uh, it's kind of close to that that same one, if you scroll down. I did a, another one about that privilege thing. Like, if your skin is a certain tone, then you should be like this. And if your skin is another tone, if it's a darker tone, then you should be like this and you should act like this. And it's like, man, this stuff doesn't even really mean anything. Why are we making these stories up? It doesn't mean anything. It's so, it's so stupid. And then we take, and then we take a, a word and go, oh, this word means this. So hear it and do this. And guess what? The people who put this in play know. They know. Yeah. They know. You know what? If, if you say, oh, if you're white, you can't say this word, guess what? You can't fucking help it. You're going to be saying it. No matter how hard you try, you're going to be saying it. Because that's how it goes. It's just like kids. Don't say the F word, kids. Because <laughs> otherwise. I <laughs> Kids. And there was an older black guy who was like probably nine. I was like younger, maybe even eight. And a white guy who said nigger. And I just remember the emotionality. I was in Florida, and it was like I'm bought you, you know. Yeah. Like, oh, it's a big deal. This just totally word. conditioned. You know? And he was about crying, and like everyone was supporting him, you know. But like the division it created. Yeah. yeah. And it's just you just got conditioned like that. Yeah. You wouldn't know right. that some word means something so terrible millions of years how can you attach it to a word it's a meaningless fucking word it doesn't mean shit no word means anything and we make things up like try to kill people over words and shit (laughs) they said that word so therefore well guess what you know a lot of people are actually racist doing racist things in the perception and they don't say nigger in front of you okay i say nigger all day long (laughs) <laughs> it just doesn't mean anything <laughs> but it's fun to say because it did because of the emotional charge attached to it <laughs> It 
It's a game. It's a total game. Yeah, you're in a game. And, and, and sooner you know you're in a game, then you're playing, you're having fun. I like that. Yeah, you're, you're playing, you're having fun. You're in a game. It's all an emotional game. Anytime you're having any communication with anyone, any exchange or anything, it's all emotional. Feel it. You know, when I was when I was first starting out looking at spiritual stuff, one of the first ones was Abraham Hicks. And there was one thing that they said. There was one thing that they said that stood out to me big. We just want you to get that this is an emotional journey. I mean, it's so freaking simple. It's an emotional. There's nothing else happening here. It's an emotional journey. And it's like when I heard that, I, I, I didn't didn't really get it but for some reason it stuck with me and I kept on hearing it over the years and then eventually I was like yes once you realize oh what it means that this is an emotional journey and that's all such a relief you've gone into a certain completely different phase of living okay Amanda knows (laughs) yeah yeah I've been experiencing Amanda's one of them and different friends just, you know, getting the experience that, oh my goodness, wait a second, okay, and then all of this converges, everything that's been said, and it's like, hey, this is, I get it now, okay, now I know what they meant when they said this, or I know what Hope meant when she said that, you know, uh, now I feel it, so if you're leaning in the direction, that pivotal experience is coming, and beyond, you just lean in that direction, but you'll know once you have the the pivotal experience. You're, there's like no doubt. There's just no doubt in your mind that what I'm sharing with you is true. There's no doubt. You just know. Okay. Uh, so just leaning gently, being really easy to yourself. Remember, any time you make an attempt to heal, you are successful. That's really helpful too. Okay. So hooray, everyone! Yay! <laughs> Yay. Okay, so I'll just say for my recording and for people who might want to know, hopejohnson.org is where you can find all the stuff Hope Johnson, um, my book, my essential oils. Um, You can get a hold of me. No, I do not charge if you have questions or you want to talk to me or anything. I think you're fun. I think you're entertaining. Um, And I love to share. So um, you can also donate. There's a place to donate there if you want to donate. Um, there's also um, links to the videos and the audios. This, what we're doing right now, is winding up on audio. So that means it's going on all the podcast stations, okay? Any podcast station that you... I know, isn't that so exciting? I'm still excited about it. It's been going on like a year or something. Um, all the podcast stations, if you look for Wisdom Dialogues with Hope Johnson, you're going to find it. Spotify, yeah. Um, but you'll see the links if you go to hopejohnson.org, too. And then um, also YouTube. I'm on YouTube. Um, Wisdom Dialogues. If you go at wisdomdialogues.com or org, we'll reach for direct to there. I don't remember. One of those. Com or org. Com or org. I don't remember which one. Com. Either C-O-M or O-R-G. I don't remember which one. I have so many domains. I'm a collector of domain names. thought of another one today. Yeah, you can come over. So here's how it goes. If you want to get oils from me, um, you have to make an appointment with me specifically. But uh, we also have a store. We operate like a store. So you can stop by any time between 9 and 1, and my staff will take care of you. If you want to see me, that's the only time you have to make an appointment because I'm probably not going to be, but sometimes I am, too. Where are the islands? HPP. 
Yeah. What'd you say? You never know. You never know. You never know. You can spot a Hopi in the background. <laughs> All right, everyone. Amanda's talking about Malu essential oil. That's a, it. Yeah, Malu is the is the Hawaiian name for Serenity. Yeah. M A L U. That's the name of Amanda's essential oil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so hooray, everyone. Thank you.